So we all know that Easter is the church's Super Bowl. It's caught! caught the ball! And there are tons of different ways to get new families to visit your church on Easter, and here are some of my favorites. Hi, if we haven't met, my name is Brady Sticker. I'm the author of the Plan Your Visit Playbook, and I'm the CEO and founder of Church Candy Marketing. We're helping over 300 churches get new families visit their church every single Sunday with digital advertising. And I wanna show you my favorite ways that you can use marketing to get new guests to your church. And if you watch to the end of the video, I'll give you free ads that your church can use for your Easter promos. So I wanna first ask, what do you think is the best way to get new families to visit your church on Easter? A lot of people would say, oh, Facebook ads and Instagram ads, uh, or maybe you're old school and say mailers. Maybe you do door hangers or yard signs. There's hundreds of different ways. and. I wanna challenge you, rather than just saying there's one best way to get families to visit your church, I would say all of the above, because you've gotta realize that it takes an average of eight touch points for someone to make a decision on taking a next step in your organization. And so for your church, that means that people have to see you or get invited up to eight times on average before they make a decision on whether or not they won't even come to your church's Sunday service. And so I'm a true believer on the more more effort that you put into getting in front of your community, the more guests you're gonna have on Easter. You really need to have a shotgun approach. I'm born and raised here in Texas, and if I was going duck hunting, I would bring a shotgun and not a rifle. Because when you pull the trigger on a rifle, only one bullet comes out. Compared to a shotgun, you pull the trigger and tons of smaller bullets go out, casting a wide net, giving you a way better chance of hitting that target in the sky. Same thing with your church outreach, specifically for Easter. The more things you do and the more effort you put into inviting people and getting people to your church on Easter, the more fruit you're gonna see from that. And so let's start with some old school outreach methods. Personal invite campaigns are tried and true methods to get new families to visit your church. In fact, you might not know this, but the average Christian can identify seven unchurched people that they have a personal relationship with. And actually 82% of non-churched people say that they would go to church if a friend or relative invited them. And so that's why personal invite campaigns can be so huge for your church, but you just have to incentivize it. You have to set your congregation up for success because if all you do is say from the stage, hey guys, invite your friends to Easter, you're gonna hardly have new families actually come because they were invited because you're not doing enough to empower and equip your congregation to invite people to church. So the best way to structure a personal invite campaign is to actually systematize it and give it a name. Personally, I like calling it the Easter Invite Challenge. This is something that you can start talking to your church about today. In fact, what I would recommend doing is I'm gonna put an email out on the screen that is an example of what you can send to people that go to your church. It reads, hey Brady, did you know 82% of people who don't go to church would go if they were invited by a friend or family member? And there's no better time to invite someone to church than on Easter. Would you do me a favor and take two minutes to invite two or three people to church real quick? Below is a text that you can copy and paste to send to them. And then here's what the text reads. Hey, first name, do you guys have Easter plans? My church Vibrant is having a special service on Easter Sunday, March 31st. And I'd love for y'all to join us if you're free. There's a service at 9.15 and 11 that morning. Let me know which one works best for you guys and you can sit with us. The email continues, thank you so much, Brady, for inviting your friends and family to Easter at Vibrant. We're believing for 100 salvations this year. 
Thanks, Pastor Michael. What's great about sending an email like this out to your congregation is you're casting vision number one. At the bottom, we say we are believing for 100 salvations. Number two, you are asking them to do it right then. You're saying, will you take two minutes and invite someone right now to church for Easter real quick? And then number three, you're setting them up for success by equipping them and giving them the exact text that they can copy and paste and send to their friends. You can take this a step further and make a really nice graphic to put up on your announcement slides. And on Sunday mornings, when you're doing announcements, you can put up the Easter invite challenge graphic and you can challenge people from the stage to invite friends to church. And you could put a QR code where they scan that QR code. It goes to a Google doc that has that pre-made text that they can copy and paste to send to their friends. For our church, we have what we call our Dream Team Central Room. This is where all of our volunteers and serve team, uh, they go to keep their bags, purses, and uh, personal items during the Sunday service. If you have something like that in your church, you can hang up flyers where it has the QR code and it encourages people to invite people to church. If you have a Facebook group or maybe a Slack channel for all your volunteers, you can send out the same message there as well as on email. I've had pastors tell me before, Brady, we've tried to get people in our church to invite their friends, but let's face it, people in our church, they only know so many people. It's like beating a dead horse if we keep asking them. I truly believe that that is a false belief from the enemy. If you do a Easter invite challenge, I guarantee you, you're going to see more people in your church for Easter than if you don't. The second old school outreach method is mailers, direct mail campaigns. And before you skip through this part, I want to encourage you and say, this is not the typical postcard with a fancy graphic on it that goes to every single person in your city. No, 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 we're not doing that for our mailers. I am a big believer in people don't want to be advertised too. They don't want to feel like they're being sold something. And I think this goes all the way back to whenever I was a kid and we first got TiVo. TiVo was the very first DVR that my family had in our living room. And I remember being a kid, being able to fast forward commercials. It was revolutionary for me. And since then, anytime I see something that looks like an ad or I'm scrolling on Instagram or TikTok and I see something that looks like an ad, I immediately start scrolling. Why? Because I know I have this intuition and you probably have it too, to where if something looks like an ad, I'm gonna immediately ignore it. It's white noise and I'm just gonna skip through it. And mail campaigns are the same way. If people get a postcard and it looks like everything else that they're getting from their dentist and people trying to get them to refinance on their homes and all of these things, your mailer is just gonna end up in the trash. What we found to be the most effective mail outreach method is personal handwritten letters. And I know you're probably rolling your eyes, Brady, how are we going to write thousands of personal handwritten letters to the thousands of people that live in our city? And I wanna let you know, I'm not asking you to write a thousand plus handwritten letters because there are companies out there that will do it for you. You can go to Google and search handwritten letter direct mail campaigns. And there are companies out there that will send handwritten letters and it looks like you personally wrote every single one of them. And here is a sample of what you could say 
in this handwritten letter. Hey, first name, I hope you're doing well. My name is Michael Scobie and my wife Carmen and I are the lead pastors of Vibrant Church in the Woodlands. I wanted to reach out and ask if there's anything we can pray for you about. We believe in the power of prayer and there's nothing too big or small for Jesus. If so, feel free to shoot me a text. God bless, Michael Scobie. P.S. I'm not sure if you guys have Easter plans, but we would love for you to join us that morning if you're free. We'll have services at 9.15 and 11 a.m., and there will be an egg hunt for the kids after both services. Our church is at 23 Timberlock, right up the road from the mall and the pavilion. A simple handwritten letter like this is going to go way further, and people are actually going to read it compared to just a generic postcard graphic looking letter. And what's great about this too is you're leading with value. You're asking, hey, is there anything we can pray for you guys about? And then once someone texts that phone number, if you're using texting church or a system like that, you're able to text back and forth with them and literally pray with them and give value and try to encourage them. I'm telling you, don't sleep on mailers. And the next old school outreach method I wanna to touch on are community events. If you go into Facebook, go to events, and you set a filter to events between today and Easter, and you set your city's location, I guarantee you, you will find some local events happening in your city. And those organizations would love to partner with the church just like you guys. And here's an example of what you could send in a message to the people organizing those events. Hey there, I saw you guys are hosting an art in the park coming up on March 9th. My name is Brady Sticker and I'm one of the pastors of Vibrant Church. We're looking for ways to serve the local community. Would you guys be open to letting us have a booth and hand out free water bottles at the event? This is something that we do all the time. Just send cold DMs to people that have community events. In fact, here's one that we did recently. We did hot chocolate and we had signs that said, how could we pray for you? And we invited people to church. We prayed with them. We gave them hot chocolate. It was great. And we had several families visit our church because they met some of our team at this community event in our local park. I promise you there's people in your church that would love to volunteer at a serve day like this one. And this is definitely one of the more lower cost options whenever it comes to marketing your church for Easter. Now, out with the old, in with the new, let's talk about new school outreach methods. Now, the first one I wanna to touch on is Google marketing. So I recommend every single church have a custom landing page specific for Easter. You wanna have your service times, anything special you're doing for Easter, like an egg hunt, maybe you're having food trucks, professional photo ops. And for SEO purposes, you wanna title that page in the meta settings, Easter Church Service in City Name. And then you want to put your church name. That is going to help your church show up whenever people are searching those keywords on Google. Because we have found that the number one search phrase for Easter for churches is Easter Church Services or Easter Church Services in my city or near me. So you want to use the phrase Easter church service in your landing page and anything you're doing on Google to make sure you show up there. Now, on top of that, I would recommend you go into your Google business profile and do a few things. One, you can create an event. If you go into your Google business profile settings, you can click on add an update and then go through and create an event. And I would recommend creating an event just like you would probably a Facebook event, but for every single service service time that you guys are doing for Easter. And here's a little hack. You can ask ChatGPT to write an SEO optimized description 
for this event. Here's an example of one we did. Feel free to pause and steal this if you want. And while we're on the topic of Google business profiles, you can also do several posts on your Google business profile. Yes. You can post on your Google business profile, even though not many people are going to read it, that engagement and you posting content on your Google business profile is gonna help you reach more people when they're searching things like Easter church service near me. And you can also update your featured photo right here on your Google business profile to any kind of Easter graphic that you guys might have. And if you have the Google ads grant for nonprofits, you can send traffic directly to your Easter landing page. I would recommend creating a separate campaign targeting keywords about Easter in your area. That way, whenever people search for Easter church services in your city, you guys show up there. And if you don't have the Google ads grant, depending on when you're watching this training, you might not have time to apply for it and get it all set up by then. So you might want to put a couple hundred bucks behind some Google ads to make sure you guys are showing up there and their search rankings. Now let's talk about some meta marketing strategies. This is Facebook and Instagram. Obviously you can do Facebook events just like with Google. I would recommend creating a different Facebook event for each service time that you guys have for Easter. And when you're posting about your church's Easter service, don't just post graphics or photos from the previous years or, or like a commercial where you're inviting people to your church's Easter service. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm using a fancy DSLR making this video. I'm all for excellence, but all of those things aren't going to really perform well because they're not optimized for social media. What we recommend doing are one reels that look like reels, the vertical videos that are short and made specifically for Instagram and Facebook reels. And the number two are carousels. Those are the swipeable posts on Instagram that get a lot of engagement because you can get a lot of people to share them. Here's an example of an Easter reel that you can post and use in ads. Hey, what's going on Spring, Texas area? If you are looking for a church to call home, if you're looking for something more in your life, if you're searching and you believe God has made you for more, then I wanna invite you to Vibrant Church, specifically our Easter service this Easter. We're having a phenomenal service celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We're gonna have an egg hunt for the kids. It's gonna be an amazing time. You can plan your visit at vibranthtx.com. We've got services at 9.15 and 11 a.m. and we'll see you there. Notice the video wasn't too long and the editing wasn't super crazy to where it looked like a TV commercial or a church announcement video. It looked like something you would just see on TikTok or on Instagram Reels. It looked organic and it didn't look like an ad. Just like with your mailers, how handwritten letters work better than the fancy postcards with the graphics. Same thing here. You don't want it to look like an ad. You want it to look native to that platform. Now let's talk about carousel posts on Instagram. Here is my formula for crafting great shareable Instagram carousel post. It is an acronym called PAST, P-A-S-T. P stands for problem. You want to identify a problem. A is agitate. You want to agitate the problem. S is solution. You want to offer a solution. And the T is take action. You want to give them a call to action. So typically the P, the problem, you're getting people to stop the scroll. That's the very first slide on the carousel. And this is a lot of the time something that might be shocking or controversial. For example, you could do one like Jesus didn't die so you can eat a chocolate bunny. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's harsh. 
uh, okay, what's this all about? Or should Christians participate in Easter egg hunts? Some things that might be bring up a little controversy and cause a lot of discussion in the comments. And then slides two to three, you're agitating the problem. You really wanna feed into it and then on the next slide, we're gonna give some misdirection to show a little bit more grace. But here, you really wanna dig into the emotions. So this one could say, searching for Easter eggs has nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus, but many parents feel guilty if their kids miss out on things like Easter egg hunts. Then slides four or five, that is where you offer a solution. This is where you take a left turn, show some grace, and you really wanna answer the question or problem that was prompted on the first slide. Just like giving presents on Christmas, as long as you explain to your kids the true meaning of Easter, there's nothing inherently wrong with Christians participating in Easter egg hunts. And then the last slide, you wanna give them a call to action. Give them a next step. This is where you will invite them to Easter. You could say, that's why Vivid Church is hosting a community egg hunt on March 31st. And then you have the details for that event. Now I want to talk a little bit about Facebook and Instagram ads. This is one of the things that you can get the most bang for your buck on whenever it comes to reaching people for your Easter service. In fact, these strategies are the same things that we used at our church to double in size in one year after COVID. And now we've gone through and launched another campus. Both campuses doing multiple services. God has done crazy, crazy incredible things through this strategy because one of the reasons our church is growing is we're having so many new visitors come to our church and say, yeah, every time I turn around on Instagram, I'm seeing y'all. Yeah, I saw y'all from a Facebook ad. Yeah, I saw y'all on Instagram. And it's not just our church either. We're working with over 300 churches using the same strategy that I'm about to show you. So that being said, I really want you to take it to heart. And if you're doing Facebook and Instagram ads, please do them like this. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to just boost a Facebook event. That's some one of the things that I did whenever we were first starting our church in the church plant phase. We were hosting these little pop-up events and I was in charge of the marketing and I boosted a Facebook event and we had like two people show up and I was embarrassed because I had to tell my pastor like, yeah, we kind of wasted this money. We did all this and didn't get many people to show up. And another thing that you don't want to do is I personally wouldn't send traffic to your website or even that Easter landing page you made. And here's why. If you've ever seen the documentary, The Social Dilemma, that breaks down the strategy and the algorithms behind these social media platforms, where basically the more time you spend on these platforms, the more money they make. And so we keep that in mind when we're running ads to where we want to keep users on the platform as long as possible. And that's one of the reasons why I think this strategy works so well. This strategy is using meta instant form lead ads. See, when you go to create the ads, instead of selecting the objective traffic, you want to select leads and then instant forms to where when people click on the ad, they're taken to a form that looks like this, where there's some information about your church or the Easter service. And then you can ask questions like name, email, phone number, and then that info you can send to yourself with a software like Zapier. You can notify yourself and then follow up with them via, via text. You can send them over to planning center. I think even like if you use text in church, they've got an automation there to where you can follow up with people once they plan a visit. This is called direct response marketing. And it works great for the church because you're able to get in contact with people and just touch base with them and show them love and let them know you're excited to see them before they ever even step foot into your church. Now. How many of you guys have ever been talking about something? Like recently, my wife and I have been watching Love is Blind and it's great, love the show. All of a sudden, I start seeing TikToks of people talking about Love is Blind. And I'm like, okay, my phone must be listening to me. How did it know that? Well, 
I want to show you a, a strategy that we've used at our church that has a very similar effect on how to follow people online, essentially. So what you can do is on your website, set up what's called the meta tracking pixel. This meta pixel from Facebook and Instagram will allow you to show ads to people that have been to your website. And you can do the same thing with videos. Anytime you post a preaching clip or a video onto your Instagram or Facebook, you can set it up to where anytime someone watches one of those videos, show them ads. Same thing with just people that engage with your page. You can go to adsmanager.facebook.com slash adsmanager slash audiences to create these custom audiences to allow you to target people already familiar with your church. You might be wondering, okay, but how much money should we spend on these ads? That's a great question. One of the most common ones I get. So you can go to churchcandy.com slash calculator. And what you'll do is enter how many guests you want. Say you want a hundred guests from these ads for Easter. Then you wanna put in, I'd like to put in 2.5 for the estimated number of people that come with a family because every time someone plans a visit, that's one family planning a visit and they probably have kids or a spouse. On average, we found that to be about 2.5. And then you wanna put in your show rate. Now, if you set up plan your visit ads and don't do any follow-up, you're gonna have a really low show rate. But if you are really intentional and have really good personalized follow-up to people that plan a visit to your church, you're gonna have a super high show rate. My favorite thing to do is take out your phone when they plan a visit and send them a video saying, hey Brady, this is Pastor John from Vibrant Church. Can't wait to meet you and let us know if you need anything, we'll be praying for you and send them that personalized video. So estimated show rate, let's say you're right in the middle and you have about half of the people that plan a visit actually show up. And then estimated cost per plan your visit form submission. This is oftentimes referred to in the marketing world as cost per lead. We typically see this hover anywhere from 10 to $30. So let's put it right in the middle and say 20 bucks. If you calculate that, that means to get 100 new guests in your church for Easter, if half of them show up and you're spending $20 every time a family plans a visit, we recommend an ad budget of about $1,600 to get 100 people in the door. Feel free to play around with these numbers. And if you want a full tutorial on how to set all of these ads up, you can go to churchcandy.com slash Easter and get a free church Easter ads guide where I will walk you step-by-step step how to set these ads up, give you the ad examples, the scripts, the texts, all of the backend tech things that you need. And I'll even give you an ebook copy of my book, The Plan Your Visit Playbook. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another video. I'm trying to upload way more on this channel. Like it, the video below, and I'll see you in the next one.